This is ESPN New York Tonight. At 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter. At hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We've been talking a little football, recapping yesterday in the National Football League for both local football teams. We'll talk about tonight, Gordon. I'm telling you, Buffalo, like you said, Whew. different world. They are just <laughs> they're on a different level right now. They played they better two games win. and they've scored what 72 points. They better win. They better win the Super Bowl. That's yeah, all I well, know. They are the prohibitive favorites to win it all this year. It seems like everybody's picking Buffalo to win it all this year. Obviously, after the season they had last year, to get where they got and then come into this year. That's the only thing that's that's going to be an acceptable season. If they get to a Super Bowl and lose, that will seem like a failure. So they got to go out and win it all. Yeah, absolutely. They do. They do. And you know what? This Eagles team looks pretty good. After it's only two weeks, I get it, but they look pretty good. Hurts looks like he's uh, you know oh, he looks at another dimension to himself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they have they have dismantled the Vikings. And and again, you know, like the Titans. I don't think the Titans are a good team. I think they're going to take a step back this year, and it's only a matter of time before they have the. The kid Malik Willis in there, and I think he saw some playing time tonight. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings are a good team. Now, Kirk Cousins on, on primetime games is never good. He's thrown three interceptions tonight. <sighs> He's thrown the ball 37 times and has 159 yards. That's not good. <laughs> that's an average of <laughs> 4.3 yards per pass. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have – I mean, you could just tell the way the Eagles came out that they were just going to stomp on the uh, on Minnesota, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what they've done. Jalen Hurts has 337 yards passing, another 55 running, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. have, uh, they have dismantled Minnesota completely. They really have. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. Let's head back to the phones. Uh, this is Merv in Winkfield. Merv, you're next on 98. Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, yeah, Winfield Park. Um, I'm a Bengals fan for 40 years now, and you know that uh, the caller before when he's talking about how the AFC North isn't that good, it's like two fluke games that they lost, and the Steelers, their defense is always going to be good. No, I don't. They've been good since the 70s, so um, it's going to be a tough division. And just look at the NFL all around, especially the AFC and tonight with Buffalo. I mean, they keep on playing like that. I think everybody's, you know, they'll be in the, in the Super Bowl and nobody else from the AFC will have a chance really, but it's a long season. It's only second game, but man, the Bengals offensive line, we really need last year's offensive line back of this one they look horrendous we can't run the ball against a cover two it's very frustrating to watch a team play like this yeah i hear what you're saying merv um thanks for the phone call you know and remember last year gordon throughout his career burrow the offensive line has not been great now no it's been it was a little better in spurts last year because they're able to mix in the run a little bit and and do some things uh, to get the passing, and, and you know, they were able to, to quick release, and Burrow was able to buy some time and get some some passes out there. But you know, this is something they really need to work on because that kid's been sacked a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it eventually is going to catch up to you because one of these hit it just takes one, right? Yeah, it just takes one right. hit for it. To, and and look, the Bengals are zero and two. I, I would say on the bright side. Their two losses have com- come by a combined six points, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Steelers are very good. No. Uh, I don't think the, you know, the Browns are obviously going to have to play without their starting quarterback for 11 weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Ravens, I think, are good, but, you know, they're not setting the world on fire. So the Bengals still have a chance. You know, it's sure. 0-2. It, it seems a lot worse because it's 0-2 and, and, you, and you've lost two close games. That first game could have went either way. Mm-hmm. And they just uh, allowed some opportunities to, to slip through their fingers yesterday against a, a, a Cowboy team that not a lot of people were expecting a whole lot out of. And really, after the first half, didn't do a whole lot. Well, here, here's, here's the issue. And this is why 0-2 looks worse for them than really a regular 0-2. It's because they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And you always hear that Super Bowl hangover, it's tough to get back. I mean, look how the Rams look. Yeah, they they almost blew that game <laughs> yesterday against the Falcons. Yes, they did. I mean, wow. that was Yes, almost, they did. You know, yeah, I was thinking yesterday, like, it seems so crazy that you have these huge swings. I'm sure it's just an outlier. We'll never see something like this again. But, you know, like we've seen in the NBA – with the, the emergence of the three-point shot, that a 20-point lead in the second quarter doesn't really mean anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody makes a run. And all the rule changes that they've made in the NFL over the last, what, decade? Yeah. Have been in favor of the offense. And now offenses are passing at a higher rate. They're more efficient. I just wonder if we're going to see that this is going to be more commonplace, that, like, blowing a 20-point or blowing a two-touchdown lead, even in the fourth quarter, becomes mm-hmm. more commonplace because it certainly was common yesterday. I mean, that really was just was. that was wild. It was. It, it just was. I mean, I'm looking at. I mean, Arizona was dead. Dead. Gordon, and, they and, were and after, dead. And after the Jets did what they did, and then Miami did what they did. I'm watching that game. I'm like, well, there's no way. There's not going to be three <laughs> of them in the same. And sure enough, there were three of them. It's unbelievable. And I'm looking at Josh McDaniel on the sideline. I'm like. Huh. Wish you had Belichick now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that is a rough way to go, man. That is oh. a rough one. Another 0-2 team. At home. Yeah, that is a, that's a tough way to go out, man. Because, they, I mean, Arizona looked like they were completely lost. Oh, they were done. They were done. You're thinking, oh, well, uh, you know, this – and, and I think we had low expectations. I think everybody kind of had low expectations for Arizona coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after you the see whole situation last – Boy, they turned – The offseason. <laughs> they turned it on quick, man. That's for sure. They did. They did. And here's the thing. So it's interesting, right? The Jets have Pittsburgh in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh, and I don't know what to make of New England, Gordon. I don't know what to make of of, yeah. of both these teams. I, you know, Trubisky is Trubisky. He's not right? good. He He's is. Not good. And then you look at Mac Jones, and you see that New England was able to find a way to, you know, come up defensively. But are they, are they good – Will Belichick be able to find a way defensively to keep to stay in games until his tag team or whoever's calling the plays there um, finds a way to to build something offensively with Mac Jones so they could put some points on the board? They're they're almost like the opposites of each other. Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. got a ton of skill position. Got not a great offensive line, but a lot of skill positions. But they don't have the quarterback. The Patriots have the quarterback, but they don't have anybody at the skill positions. Yeah. Like they don't have anything that really, like, you know, is explosive or can really change a game. So they're almost kind of like the, the exact opposites of each other on offense. Absolutely. And what are you doing, Carson Wentz and in Indy? I mean, losing to Jacksonville. I mean, Gordon. In Washington. <laughs> I mean, He's yeah, in Washington. I'm sorry. That's uh, Matt Ryan's. It, yeah, Matt well, Ryan. They, I'm sorry. You know, they didn't have uh, they didn't have the kid Pittman. They lost right. their second wide receiver as well. And I do right. think the Jaguars are going to be better this year. Why? Because Urban Meyer's gone. Yeah, uh, it's amazing <laughs> what it did. That was like the biggest waste of a rookie season mm-hmm. for the number one overall pick. And I think that yesterday, I didn't watch a lot of that game. Right. 
because uh, I was thinking about taking them on the cover five thing, and then I didn't. And then, of course, Jacksonville goes out and shuts them out. So uh, I was frustrated, so I wasn't going to watch. But it did seem like Trevor Lawrence, the, like you could see the pieces coming together a little bit for him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you, were, you could see him, okay, this is what it's going to look like if he turns out to be what we think he's going to turn out to be. So, yeah, unfortunately for him, that, that rookie season was a complete way. He would have been better yeah. off like joining the Peace Corps or, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> or, or going on like a sabbatical for a year and then just coming back a year from now because I, I can't imagine he got anything out of that year. Speaking of Carson Wentz, now, Gordon, uh, Detroit looked pretty good yesterday. They do. They got again. They they can score some points. I don't know that they're going to be able to stop many teams. They haven't really stopped anybody. I mean, I guess they stopped Washington to a certain degree, but uh, mm-hmm. they can put up some points. And another, you know, another wide receiver, that kid uh, Amon St. Brown. St. Yeah. Brown. I mean, he yeah. is. I mean, he, he every single week he's got a touchdown. It seems like every single week he's got like seven catches. Mm-hmm. And 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 good for Jared Goff. I mean, yeah. he kind of wrote yeah. Jared Goff off when he got traded. No, oh, but you know they're just waiting to to draft their quarterback, and they probably will. Sure, but he's uh, he's done a nice job there, kind of rehabilitating his career a little bit. He really has. He really has. And uh, the real Gino showed up against Frisco, huh? Yeah, they had a they had a rough they had a rough it afternoon. Rough. It was and, rough. And, and you know that that's a funny thing because now people are talking about the Trey Lance injury. The Niners are in better shape because now they can go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. But the thing is that they realize that they can't win it all with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Now he's yeah. better than Trey Lance is. But the reason why they made the trade for Trey Lance was because they're like, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to be at a certain level and get us to a certain level. And they did get to Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl with him. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, it's going to turn out to be that almost certainly that that pick and all the draft capital, they don't have a first round pick this year either because they traded it to Miami to get up to number three to take Trey Lance. Uh, That's almost certainly going to be a mistake. They, They blew that draft. Debo got a lot of more work to do now. <laughs> yeah. D- Remember when Debo was like, I don't want to run the ball anymore. I just want to be a receiver. No, you're running, you're passing, you're catching. You're going to do everything here, buddy. You'll be throwing a few, too. <laughs> he will be. He will be throwing it. Absolutely. <laughs> when we return, very quietly over the weekend, Gordon, we're talking all about the Jets and the Giants and everything. Some guy hit two home runs. He's, he's knocking on the door of 60. We'll talk about Aaron Judge and the Yankees next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Aaron Judge says it's not difficult for him to play with all the attention. The people asking him hitting 60 or more home runs in the season. Hardenstein Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. Gordon, 58-59. It's incredible. I mean, he is incredible. Just any time you think, ah, he's got he's going to slow down. It's so, no, he just hits another level. In the month of September, he is now hitting his batting average in the month. Fifteen games is almost five hundred. He's hitting four ninety one. His on base is almost six hundred. It's five eighty six. He's slugging over a thousand. He's. <laughs> uh, I mean, and this was in the second half. He's hitting it just his batting average. 374. You know, think about all the times we heard, oh, you know, he strikes out 200 times. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that doesn't matter. He's going to strike out 200 times this year. <laughs> and he's, he's hitting 374 with an on base of 50%. So in the second half, 50% of the time, he's getting on base. That is a slugging of 850. He is unbelievable. He's incredible. He's doing things that nobody's ever done. And at a time. When offense is down around the league, when home mm-hmm. runs are down around the league, he is doing and putting up this season 
which is as outrageous as any season you will ever see from a baseball player. He is the American League MVP, and if he doesn't win it unanimously, something's wrong. You're right. No question about it. Aaron Boone says, you know what? Judge takes pride in his batting average, too. But I know he, it's something that he takes a lot of pride in. Probably the most uh, of anything is is being able to hit for a high average. So um, when you consider what he's doing, when you consider the person, when you consider his talent, again, nothing surprising me. He Did is Aaron just go to a concert or something. What, what's yeah, going right. On? Is he is he a little under the weather? It's, it did sound a little different, didn't he? he? Was it from screaming at the umpires? <laughs> Might have been for screaming at his team for losing the, that that <laughs> oh, game on Friday. Man. To Milwaukee. I mean, it's just as well Aaron Judge is doing what he's doing because this team is terrible. I mean, their state. Who are they going to beat in the playoffs? I don't know. Who are they going to beat? Might get hot. They got a closer who can't close games. I don't. I don't see it, man. It's great that he's doing what he's doing, and you could mm-hmm. make the argument that this team, this year's team, uh, last year's team won ninety-two games, right? Mm-hmm. So they got sixteen games to go. Um, and the Yankees have, what, 88 wins, I think? 88, yeah, they're 88 mm-hmm. and 58. So they're going to get more than 92 wins. They're going to win 93 games or above. They're not going to win 100, probably, right. but they're going to win more. Th- but you can almost make the argument that this team this year is worse than last year's team because this year's team is going to win, what, maybe three or four more games than last year's team? But yeah. they had the most dominant offensive player in the sport on the team this year. Yeah. And they still – I think about all the times that that guy bailed them out. The rest of the team – it hasn't bailed him out nearly as much as he's bailed them out. No, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. Um, I still think, Gordon, I don't know. I, I, I expected them to bounce back a little bit when the injured parties got back. Yeah. I guess Bader's about ready to play. Maybe he could give you a spark. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think for this team. The only thing I do know, Right now, if you had to set your postseason roster, Montas could not be no, on that roster. No, absolutely not. You're 100% right. You texted me that after the start. They, st- they, they staked the guy a 5 nothing lead, Larry. He was so bad, they sent him for an MRI. He didn't even complain to anything. He didn't even say, oh, you know, this is bothering me. That's but They just sent him for an MRI to figure out what the hell's wrong with him because they can't yeah. figure it out any other way. Because he doesn't seem to have any velocity, Gordon. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, th- remember when the trade deadline came and, and there was so, oh, what a great trade deadline for Brian Cash. <laughs> oh, what? Like, one guy's always been hurt. Another mm-hmm. guy got hurt. Another guy's <laughs> pitched like he's hurt. The reliever did get hurt. I mean, oh, my oh. God. I mean, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. They have been so bad. They are 24 and 30 in the second half. That's crazy. 24 and 30. This for a team that was going to cruise to 100 wins, Larry. They, should, they, 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 would, they were neck and neck with the Dodgers for the best record, Gordon. They were neck and neck with the Astros who clinched tonight. I mean, it, it's amazing how bad this team has, has gotten. And I don't see – I mean, explain it to me. Explain – if I'll say this. They were. Uh, I think Joel Sherman had a column today in the Post about you know how teams are going to approach Judge here down the stretch of the season. Are they still mm-hmm. going to pitch him? When the Yankees get in the playoffs, if anybody throws a pitch to oh, Aaron no, Judge, they should walk him every single solitary time. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care who's on base. I don't care if there's a base open. They should walk him every single time and pitch to everybody else because mm-hmm. everybody else is not going to beat you. Yep. 
not now, nearly as much as he will. Okay, right now, as the standings stand right now, who would the Yankees play if they finished? <sighs> you know, okay, I, Toronto's I, a game and a half out. Um, Tampa's a half game behind them. Mm-hmm. Seattle, I get well. Seattle, Seattle, then Baltimore. It's got to be what Seattle. I think that they would play the winner of. I have to take a look. I, yeah. I was looking at it the other day. I think I thought it was the winner of the. Because I thought they added the Chase. third one. Yeah. I don't know what's going on now that they added the third yeah. wild card. I, I was looking at it the other day. Um, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, okay, we'll do it during the break. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll figure that out. But because I'm just really curious, because what is the the last thing they need is another, you know, I guess you'd rather face the Rays. If 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 you yeah. know if they if, if if it's I guess because at least they're going to keep it close run wise. So if you're struggling to score, you're you've you're going played, to be in you've games. Played well against them this year. You got a little confidence with them. Um. And they're not going to kill you, but but they're pitching. See, Toronto, they score a lot of runs. I don't know if you oh, can keep up me. with that. No, the Yankees would play the winner of the 3-6 matchup. Okay. The winner of that, the 4-5 the will go up against the Astros. Okay, so the 3-6, so that right and now, that would be. I don't be... believe there's any reseeding. So, okay. like, if even if the Mariners are the 6 seed, say, right. um, they would still face the number two team. The winner of the okay. three six faces the two. The winner of the four five faces the one. Okay. All right. So as I'm looking at this right now from a record standpoint, the three six would be Seattle White Sox. Uh, uh, the White Sox take over the gar- for the Guardians? Well, the Guardians are uh, well, the Guardians are a winner, right? The right. Guardians they would be the- three. Okay. They would be because they're the, the, the division winner that's not one or two, they would go into the wild card. Mm-hmm. They would go into the wild card round. Okay. Those series. So they Got will it. they will be facing, you know, it's just a question of, you know, can the Mariners hold on to that final spot? Yeah. I keep I keep pulling for the twins, Larry. It doesn't seem I like the twins are, are gonna get there. They they they're not they're not they're not trying to help you out. And the White Sox uh, have gotten a little bit better with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, Tony La Russa took a little sabbatical and then they started winning some games. Like, yeah, Tony, keep, you know, you, 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 no need like to rush Zach back. Wilson. No, no need to rush back. Take we'll your get time. you when you're 110%, you know? Take your time. Yeah, we understand. But it looks it's like, a long I, season. It looks like the Mariners <laughs> are fine. And look, Yankees have had some success against the, the Guardians. Yes. Uh, they've beaten, uh, not that they've played the Mariners a lot lately in the playoffs, but they've, they've beaten the Mariners before too. So I, mm-hmm. I guess that that would be the way you would want it to go. But with the way the Yankees are playing right now. Yeah. You know, they can't beat the Bru- – you know, everybody's talking, well, can Frankie Montas handle the, the bright lights of New York? He couldn't handle the Brewers with a 5 nothing lead. It's bad. The bright he lights of, the of New York. Inning. He didn't even get out of the fourth inning. Larry. <laughs> cannot was, be on the roster. It's not good. Cannot be on the roster. I mean – I mean, how many, be on the how team many of the year? pieces that Cashman <laughs> added at the trade deadline will not be on the playoff roster? Wow. Does Bader, have you seen enough for Bader to put I him on the playoff seen, roster? I don't know, Larry. I couldn't tell you. He could have he could have robbed my car, and I couldn't tell you what he looks like. <laughs> no, I know what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen him play for the Yankees. I hear you. I hear you. Oh man! It's, it's, it's and madness. I'll tell you right now, I'd like to see I, even with the walking boot, I would take him over Aaron Hicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Ugly. It's not been good. It's not been good. 
Don't turn it around, Gordon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> when we return, we'll head out to Beertown, USA. That's where the Mets clinch the playoff. We'll hear from oh, a couple of people like, you know, Max Scherzer and Francisco Lindor. Maybe a little Pete Alonzo also. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. What time it is? Time for us to go around the ballparks. Checking out the locals. The Yankees have the night off. They will face the Pittsburgh Pirates over the next couple of days. I know you can't wait, Gordon. You can't wait to see the Buckos. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Hello. With the way the Yankees have been playing in the second half, they can lose to anybody, Larry. Yeah, I know. Listen, and don't I know about the Pirates? <laughs> and the Nationals. And the Cubs. Don't I know? But tonight, it was a little different. It was a little different. Steve Cohen, courtesy of SNY, said, you know, we got a little champagne tonight. We clinched the division, but it's going to be bigger celebrations in the future. Well, I think it was a modest celebration, and and um, you know, like I said, it's a first step, and um, and you know, when we go further, there'll be bigger celebrations, and I think that's the way it should. I agree. I know Don LaGreca agrees because he was, oh, uh, he was on the case show saying they better not have some kind of a party here with champagne flowing and goggles being worn and stuff like that. So, Don is a happy man tonight. They clinched, did not have a big time celebration. And the owner, Steve Coleman, says this team, as I look back, he says, you know what? It's a special group of guys here. This team's been tenacious. They never gave up the whole year. I mean, this is a special group of guys. You know, they, they, they love each other. They, they play. Um, they're, they're a team that enjoys playing together. And you can see it. They've been consistent all year. And uh, the results speak for themselves. So I, I, I'm so excited for them and for the fans, too. Can't you see... Uh... Jacob DeGrom, seeing the Mets owner. Uh, I'll be seeing you in a couple of months. Yeah. I had 50, yeah, had 50 million ready. that day, yeah. <laughs> 50 million ready for me, baby. 50 million. Get the pen. Get the pen and the holster out. Get the checkbook uh, out, baby. Let's go to work. <laughs> Francisco Lindor. Uh, Gordon's played well this year. Still not, I think, where a lot of people expect him to be, but he had a much better season than he had last year. Uh, statistically, he's going to go down. As, he's already gone down as the, you know, from his RBIs as the leading Mets shortstop to do that. So he was on the field with Steve Gelbs of, F- of SNY about clinching a playoff spot with the Mets. First of all, God is good. I'm extremely proud of everyone, the boys, everyone that contributed this year with the guys that were up and down. It's just, I came here to try to be in the postseason and try to win championships. And this is the first step. Last year, we were out of it right here. And we saw them celebrate and to come back today and to clinch a spot. We understand this is not the end goal, but it's part of our destiny. And to, to be in the postseason, you got you to gotta make it. Um, so I'm, I'm just blessed. Uh, I, th- I thank the good Lord and my team. I'm extremely proud of my teammates and the front office. So, Pete Alonzo, you heard what Lindor had to say. What's different about this year's team? I mean, our chemistry is, is unparalleled. We have a really great group of guys, and uh, it's, it's just really special um, how much we care about each other and how well we work together. I feel like we had talent, but I feel like that the personnel we have complements each other in the, best, in the best way. So we're able to go out there, compete. doesn't always have to look pretty, but we, we do a really good, really good job of competing. 
night in and night out. And, uh, yeah, this is what it's all for. It's what it's all about. You know, Gordon, very quietly, and he had some, some troubles over the past month, I think, but he's gearing back up, which is great news for us Met fans. 113, 114 RBI, second only to you-know-who in the majors. He's had a pretty good year. Had another home run tonight with three more ribbies. He, he's had, He's been good this year. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a contributor for sure. And, and boy, those flights to Milwaukee. How many flights a day from New York to Milwaukee are there? Because there were a lot of Yankee fans there this weekend. And, and just listening to that cut, it sounds like there were a lot of Met fans there tonight. There were. They wanted to see the clinching. So there was a lot of folks out there. And it was, uh, you know, it was nice to see. Nice to see. And the other thing that was real interesting, Gordon, was watching Showalter, right? He let the guys congratulate themselves and celebrate. He stood back by the dugout and waited for them to have their fun and have their celebration, which wasn't big, but just their congratulations. And then on their way, as the guys got to the dugout, then he gave guys a hug and congratulated them. I thought it was, you know, you see that a lot with veteran coaches. They kind of stand back and let the guys, you know, let the players have their have their moment. Yeah, and, and look, Buck has been through this a lot. Uh, he's been through this before, so he knows that there's bigger goals still to come and it's about the players and without the play, you know, Buck's had good teams and he's had bad teams and it's generally been because of the players. So uh, he wants to let the players have their, their moment to, uh, to celebrate. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was nice to watch him. It was nice to watch him enjoy watching them enjoy. <laughs> it was, it was interesting. Oh, well, you talk about the things that are different from last year. That's a big one right there. That's for sure. No question. The manager There's a huge difference. Huge. Another difference tonight, Gordon, all eyes were on Max Scherzer to see what, how he looked after his another stint on the IL. But let's talk here. Let's hear what Scherzer has to say about being on another team that makes the playoffs. This is what you play the game for. You play the game in the postseason. The fact that we got here, there's a lot of ways for it not to work out. Uh, the fi- for us to be able to find a way to get our way into the postseason, that's awesome. That's what we celebrate. That's what you play the game for. But like you said, we have a lot of things in front of us, and we understand that. But, man, you got to celebrate good times, too. He pitched well. He sounds so intense. He's, he's always an intense. intense guy. Yeah, he's wow. very intense. He is. He really is. The line on Scherzer, six innings, no hits, no runs, nine strikeouts, 68 pitches, 47 for strikes. His ERA, 2.15. He had perfection, Gordon. So the question to Scherzer, Maxi, how tough was it to come out of a perfect game? It wasn't because I knew where, where I'm at in this rehab process of getting back up there. Wasn't going to have a chance to go complete it. Uh, you just got to take your victories when you can get them. Uh, for me, that was throwing, you know, six innings tonight, you know, getting the 68 pitches and, uh, you know, executing with all my pitches. That's what the win is tonight about. And by the way, this win for the Mets to 200th in Max's career. How do you feel about that, Max? It's an awesome, it's an awesome milestone, but it'll probably mean more in the offseason. Uh, right now, you know, I'm still locked in with this team. Uh, I'm kind of happy I did it today. We can actually celebrate, you know, what we do as a team more than what, you know, anything, any milestone I come up with. So uh, it's awesome to hit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but today is about with the team. And it was. So the Mets win 7-2. to two. They clinch a playoff spot. Maintain, Gordon, that slim one-game lead over Atlanta because Atlanta beat the Nationals by the score of 5-2. to two. And, Gordon, we've said it over and over and over again. It's going to come down to that three-game series next week. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, if you got a one-game lead, that's pretty good. If you can just push it up to two, you'll feel great. But those the, those Braves, man, they are they just don't go away. You just keep <laughs> thinking at some point they're going to go away. 
So you're going to have to win it. They're not going to lose it. Unlike unlike the Browns yesterday with the Jets, the yes. Braves are not going to lose it. You're going to have to go win it. it, it it's funny. It's uh, You look at it, the Mets have won 7 of 10. Atlanta's won 6 of 10. The Mets have won 5 in a row. Atlanta's won 4 in a row. <laughs> and very quietly, Gordon, you know what? The, the Phillies are playing themselves out of a wild card spot. I mean, they've lost four straight, and they've got to turn some things around. They could get, they could get Milwaukee back into this. Yeah, well, if uh, Milwaukee probably wants to play the Yankees a couple more times to help them <laughs> jumpstart that, that's certainly a possibility. No doubt about that. So the series will continue tomorrow night for the Mets, and as we mentioned, the uh, Yankees will begin a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow night. And um, – We'll see if Aaron Judge can make some more magic happen, Gordon. I mean, he's been just unbelievable, as we mentioned earlier. And I, it's, it's just it's, – it's just there's no words. There's no words to describe what he's done. There's no words to describe how he's been, what he's been able to do this year. And it, it's, it's very simple. Uh, he epitomizes valuable. When you talk about the MVP, most valuable – he epitomizes valuable. He is by far the most valuable player on this team. And because of the numbers he's put together, that's what puts him above Ortani from being the MVP of the league. Because as great as Ortani is, his team is not even they, they they can't even see the they can't even see the last no. wild card birth from where they sit. No. They can they can look, the Angels are the worst team that's actually trying. You know, there's a lot of teams yeah. that are not trying to win. The Angels are trying to win, and this is what it looks like. So, look, if you're telling me that Aaron Judge at this point right now certainly looks like he will break Roger Maris's season record, uh, he is in line to possibly win the Triple Crown. He's leading a Yankee team to a playoff spot with a team that's not great. I mean, in the second half of the year, they have been a mess, uh, but he has kept on trucking the entire way. If you're telling me that's not the most valuable player in the league, then I, I mean, just just give it to Otani every year because he's going to pitch and hit every single year. So just give it to him every single next year at the start of the season. Give him the American League MVP because he's a pitcher and he's a hitter. There's no other. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Uh, starters for tomorrow night. We've got Carlos Carrasco against Aaron Ashby, Mets and Brewers. Uh, here at the stadium, nasty Nestor Cortez is on the mound, undecided for Pittsburgh. And, of course, we got our eye on what's going on in Atlanta. It's Patrick Corbin against Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton has been – he's been a – he's been so good, Morton, especially in the postseason. He always keeps you in games. He doesn't have a – doesn't seem to have a bad start where he gives up like five, six, seven runs. Uh, and, you know, we know what Patrick Corbin's been. He's been <laughs> struggling. Yeah, uh, for sure, right? Um, and it almost feels like with the Mets and, and the uh, the Braves, like how do we get it so that it comes down to a playoff series, mm -hmm. right? Because the Mets, if they're the two seed, they would face 3-6, which would be Cardinals, probably Phillies, maybe Brewers. So if you are the number two seed and you're the Mets, you would get the Cardinals-Phillies as opposed to the Braves, which is certainly – it's almost like it's a, an advantage to be the number two seed as opposed to the number one seed. Like, mm -hmm. if you're the Dodgers, who would you rather face? The, the winner of the Phillies-Cardinals series or the winner of the Padres-Braves series? I'd rather yeah, face really. the winner of the Phillies-Cardinals series. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right about that. Man. 
So that's and, an advantage for the Mets. Oh, absolutely. It is. It is. You know, and and Gordon, what has happened? I mean, the Padres. I mean, we were talking about all these, you know, the big moves that they made with the players from Washington. Those guys have disappeared out there, Gordon. They, I it's mean, unbelievable. It's a, another year, right? Another year of the same thing happening uh, again. It feels like it's very uh, reminiscent to, of the last few years with them. Um, they make big moves. They make big splashes. They get the the all the the pub and and at the trade deadline. Look, you know me. I love Juan Soto. The fact sure. that they were able to add Juan Soto and add uh, uh, Josh Hader and everything else, you thought, wow, the the Padres, they're 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 coming. Yeah. Well, they're, now they're going. <laughs> it seems like they're going in the wrong direction. They are. Um, you know, they, but they, the, the fact that they – I think they were a below 500 team last year. Yeah. They finished below 500 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this year, uh, it's certainly not headed in the right direction right now. It's not. It's not. They are uh, 81 and 66, Gordon. Uh, won three in a row. They're on a yeah. roll. Yeah. They'll make the playoffs. But sure. I mean, 21 games behind the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are just ridiculous. I mean, they're just they're just ridiculous. I mean, what do you, you know? What I mean, but again, as great as they are, I don't. I I I look at them as a little bit of a paper tiger come to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's plenty of years where you go into the playoffs you're like, man, who's going to beat the Dodgers? Yeah. And outside of the shortened season, somebody somehow finds a way to beat the Dodgers. So. Yeah. You're right. We will see this year if they can. Uh, I mean, for all the success that they've had in the regular season, they have one World Series title since 1988, mm-hmm. and it came in the in the 2020 the shortened year. Gordon Josh Bell's hitting 203. Yeah, that's that is because that's the guy I thought the Mets should go get. Yeah, and and Juan Soto 221, with an on base of 386. Well, so and the three sixty six slugging. Yeah, the, sl- the the power is what's. Is, you know what? He should leave San Diego, and boy, do I got the place for him. Yeah, he yeah, should yeah. he should demand another trade. Get out of there! You don't want to. You don't want to no, stay no. in San Diego. What, no. what, what you get a beautiful sunny seventy five degrees every single day? Yeah, well, who wants that? Oh, you want to win? Come on. Well, maybe not right now, but we <laughs> we, we have had winning seasons before. Yes, absolutely. You have had winning seasons, and you know the ports is a little shorter. <laughs> oh man, he'd be he'd be licking his chops. Are you kidding? Come on. I mean, I I just I I don't get it. And these these must be his stats. This must be his stat. Is this his stats with Padres? Four home runs and twelve RBIs. Wow. Yeah, it's I I know it has not. I think he has. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think you are right. Yeah, he is not. Ooh. Uh, and look, Bell is three home runs and eleven RBIs. He's Ooh. not been much better. Bell's numbers really jump out to me. Shocking. Like at least with with um, with Soto, he's still getting on base. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, who know? I, like maybe the fact of changing teams in the middle of the season, it is an adjustment period. I don't yeah. know. You know, you'd yeah. figure staying in the same league would make that yeah. somewhat easier because you're seeing a lot of the same guys you generally see. But that mm-hmm. has not been the case for them. It's something. Something not right where with no. uh, with Juan Soto. No, that's been a Manny Machado team. He's yes. had a pretty good year. 296, 29 home runs, 92 RBIs. It's not bad. Yeah. And, bad. Uh, you know, when he was a free agent, a lot of Yankee fans, myself included, you know, I, I was like, eh, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Manny Machado fan. But he has mm-hmm. gone out there and he has absolutely 
he's put up his numbers. You know, whatever flaws of the team have been, um, it's not been on him. Outside, in that first year, he he didn't uh, he didn't kill it as much, but no. um, the last few years, he's absolutely um, he's been great. He has, he has. You know what? Let's step away for a break. We'll come back and take more of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN.